<laughs> You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for
All right, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bike. I am your host, Big Lou, and tonight, returning back from his adventures, adventures in his rally van. I'm glad, Zachary. Called, I'm glad you called it a rally van. I was expecting, <laughs> I was expecting something more offensive. Absolutely. Zachary Stigian. Welcome in, man. Welcome glad, in. Dude, glad to be here. Could not could not be stoked <laughs> to come back down here again. Drinking some beers. We, uh, we, we're starting off with the Lead Dog Brewing Company out of Reno, Nevada. It's called Conan's Wrath. So if anybody knows about Conan the Barbarian, the original was with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's back in the 80s or 90s. Remember that as a kid while I was watching it. We're trying to bring that. To, we're trying to bring that same intensity tonight. Really, <laughs> yeah. is what's going on? It's just supposed to be inspiration. <laughs> inspiration. Zach, man, what have you been up to, bro? Talk Dude, to us, man. Summertime. We, we, I think we have. I think we have a good show. Um, we, you know, we're gonna recap. Uh, it's another bike fest. Uh, the adventures, some top secret stuff that you've been riding mm-hmm. that you're gonna just talk about, but not give us the locations or the coordinates or whatever. Uh, just to keep it safe and. Uh, and then uh, new bike. New bike, dude. New bike time is the most exciting time ever. So, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I think we got a pretty good, pretty good lineup now for sure. All right, let's 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 start off with uh, it's another bike fest, man. Give us a rundown. I think okay. Well, so so hang on. So the the <laughs> last time the last time I was on, it was like a couple weeks before we pre ran. I think. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, I almost feel like we got to start start from like the pre run. Okay. Like, like two okay. weeks after that podcast. Let's do it, dude. Like venue. 100%. I was straight. I was blown away by it. Okay. And I don't know. I feel like the more I talk, more people are going to think that you're paying me to say good things about it. But like, dude, straight up. Checks very, in the mail. Very stoked. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Venmo. Venmo. Venmo, baby. Yeah. No, dude, it was it was super good. Um, I like halfway forgot how to race a bike. So I was really glad that I wasn't down there going for results. But dude, like really, really good time. I like... I was pretty stoked. I was pretty stoked overall, like on the first two... The first two stages, just going down there, and, like, nobody told me that the freaking hills out there were so big. <laughs> like, I don't know why you, like, I've been told by buddies, but, like, I always get this, um, and I feel like it's, I feel like it's a general thing. I always get this, this mindset of, like, the, like, like, Texas-Mexico border, where uh-huh. you Mexico, you're like, oh, barren desert, like, cigarro cactuses, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Dude, not at all. It was like San Diego light, like, but just with bigger hills. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty sick. I remember the first week that we went down there. Um, Brent was pointing at some big ass freaking hill right next to where we were camping. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna ride down the top of that today." Like, no way. They got like actual freaking riding here. So, so yeah, dude. Um, the couple pre run weekends that we did were pretty sick. Did uh did a little bit of uh, did a little bit of filming. Got some good tacos in. Yep. I'm stoked on that. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, the riding, like, that first, uh, the first stage was a lot gnarlier than I was expecting. Like, not hard gnarly, but, like, pedal grabber and, uh, like, pedal grabber and, like, kind of dangerous <laughs> if you get going fast gnarly. But why? Is it because it's, uh, it's more of a single track? You know, it's not wide open where you can, like, you know, pick your own, you know, line or whatever. It's exactly yeah yeah like there was there was like there was line choice i mean you know there was there was line choice on it but but i remember getting into it and it's just kind of like that it had that like narrow like when like really chunky trails get narrow and they're not like like cleared super super wide like a bike park type of trail or something like that Uh and like when you get super narrow single tracks like that with rocks all over the place like i was like i was having to remember like going down that first run i'm like oh shit okay i just got to start taking notes like Left rock right there is going to be a pedal strike. This rock right here is going to be a pedal strike. Like mm-hmm. play it, like play it safe, and then and then 
lo and behold, during my race run, I'm pedal striking all over the place. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired as shit. I'm getting super. I'm just like five minutes in, getting like super lazy on my bike, just ping ponging down it. But like, dude, super fun. And then, um, and then that second one, dude, the second one, we like. I think that was the highlight, dude. Yeah. Like 17, I forget what it was, like 17 or 1800 vertical feet in one go. Yeah. And like, it sounded like a couple, it sounded like the, a couple of the other dudes agreed with me. Maybe I'm just like out of race shape, but dude, I got to the bottom and I felt like I did not know how to ride my bike. Just like <laughs> four, like first four or five minutes, super pin, that whole first chunky section so awesome. And then like hit the middle part and I was like, oh God, I'm getting tired here, boys. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so overall great freaking weekend. I don't even know if I could put all of it into words. Like we covered, we covered, covered a lot of the, uh, a lot of the culture in like just two or three days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, you, um, Hank, um, <clears throat> and then, uh, Spencer, you know, you guys were a big part of trying to get, you know, not the hype, but you know, you want to, you want to hype up the event, you know, you want to hype up the trails. Um, but for me, it's about, you know, being as accurate as possible and, and, and being authentic about it. You know what I mean? Because there's people that overhype stuff, you know, just because they want to overhype stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, so, understandably so. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but, but yeah, Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, having people there that have a good name behind them, that know how to ride, they'll be like, all right, this is legit. You know, you guys got to come down and race. And um, we ended up having a total of, like, 191, like, registrations, but only, like, 160, 170, like, showed up to race. But that was still that was still more than expected, right? I yeah, it was only gonna be like a hundred, like low hundreds, into like yeah. as far as openings stuff. Like yeah, that. when when registration opened up, it was like really slow, and then it kind of ramped up, and I was like, oh wow, that's pretty cool, you know. Shit, hopefully uh, we had something to do with that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think so. I think so. You know, the video, the thing, the video was was pretty pretty legit. You know, we ended up having you know twenty thousand views or whatever on oh, it. Really? So yeah, so so twenty thousand people watched Hank explode over the bar. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, I think everybody kind of re- you know like hit rewind and watched it again, like. Oh shit! Like oh shit! Oh, that, <laughs> that guy like went like twenty miles an hour straight onto his face. <laughs> and he was fine though, right? He was. He yeah, was. yeah. Yeah. He. I think he got like a couple. He got just. He just got fucking dirty, dude. Yeah. That was like the one. Like, a dirt was, nap. Just, yeah. He was like straight brushing dust off himself for like twenty minutes after that. But <laughs> hey, dude, you need you need you need somebody that's down for that. Yeah. You need someone for sure. that's just willing to willing to take the hit. He he put the team on his back with that one. Yeah. You know what? And, and I know he hasn't been riding much. You know, um, like stuff like that, you know, like gnarly stuff. And yeah, I, I think I, I try to do a, a good job of describing the trails and like, hey, you know, it's, it's going to be no joke. There's like legit trails. And when you come down to Baja and race like a 500 or a 1,000, mm-hmm. like it's I, no joke, I right? Don't, I don't know how you could even put that into words. Right. Like I'm sure you could put it into words, but, you know, everyone got, everyone has their own interpretation. Like, yeah. I, I've never been down there, but I can't imagine like describing a 1,000-mile like cross Baja race to someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's no, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've only lived it as a, as a chase truck driver, but, um, you know, staying up for days at a time, you know, chasing your guy and, you know, you know, ping ponging down the peninsula, leapfrogging, you know, and, uh, it, it's, it's something that you, you, you don't forget, you know, and, and it's like, wow, you know, and you get people stoked on it. So yeah, I think overall the event was a success. Um, overall the, the, the reviews and, and people's thoughts and comments on social media were were really positive you are know you, are you talking just about the enduro or the, uh, the, the, the as a whole i think uh the enduro okay yeah. yeah i mean the event i mean you can't really you know there's a couple little hiccups you know the food whatever but the the venue was was pretty pretty bitching oh venue was spot on you know i think it's i think it's contrasted too by like you drive you drive through Takata and then you drive through downtown ensenada and you're like whoa dude this is a different place from where we live like, yeah 
Like, and obviously everybody has, everybody has the thing in the back of their mind or in the front of their mind that they're being vocal about like, Oh, we're going down to Mexico. Like, is my bike going to get stolen? Is it sketchy? Yada, People were, yeah, there, there were, there was a lot of shit talking before the race, uh, especially from, uh, there were a couple of meme pages that were lighting it up pretty hard. Yeah. I forget which ones. It was, yeah. I, I found them entertaining. I don't know. I don't know where you were at. <laughs> personal standpoint, uh, you know what, dude, you, you have to, uh, uh, it's, it's gotta be like, like, like duck to water, man. Just, it just gotta slide off, man. It's like, all right, all right, cool, cool, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, those bastards wrong. I think so, dude. I think uh, they, they were they were. There's a lot of shit talking, and after the event, there was crickets. Yeah, oh, there's nothing. On. There's nothing. Maybe applause even. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there there was the, the, there was no uh, there was no uh, uh, memes or nothing after the event. You know, it was like before, and after like the event happened, and there was like nothing. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of what I was getting as you drive through, you drive through Takate, you drive through downtown Ensenada. And, like, aside from the super bitch and tacos, like, people that haven't been there before might be like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know about this. This is kind of sketchy. And then you get to horsepower, and you're just, like, tucked away in this little fold of paradise, like, mm-hmm. three, three, four miles outside of town. And it's, like, gorgeous. You got everything you need there. It's, like, perfect, perfect, uh, perfect spot for the venue, like, proximity yep. to the trails. And, like, dude, I think that blew at least a few people away. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, I was so stoked when we got down there that night. I was like, we're staying here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> And dude, I'm, I'm like, and I'm sleeping in my van in the parking lot, but I'm still just like, dude, this place is where yeah. we spend the weekend. Yeah, yeah hell yeah, super bitching, dude. Yeah, there, there was a, uh, you know, we had racers as far as Oregon uh, mm-hmm. come down, and uh, a big chunk um, came from Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, there was you that know? that big group of dudes in um, that big group of dudes in pro class, and then um, like Noah Katropa, Scotts Valley, down. yeah, Scott's the Scotts Valley. Valley team. Yeah, those guys brought a lot of people down and race, and uh, you know. There's people from Reno as well that came down and raised. So mm-hmm. um, I think we we had a good positive outcome on the event. You know, people were happy. Um, no bikes got stolen. Mm-hmm. Everybody felt safe. People brought their families down. People came down to Mexico for the very first time ever. Oh, yeah. I think Essence was one of them. You know, she was the first time ever in Mexico. I think that was your first time in Mexico too, right? My, yeah, during the pre-run, that was the first time I'd gone down yeah. to Mexico. And it was, dude, it was funny as hell too because we did, so we did that show back in February with, um, with with Brenton and Jordan. Yeah. And we were talking about like that that whole last part we were talking about like, oh yeah, you gotta come down to horsepower, you gotta come do the event. So I like came back the uh the next day and I was like just casually mentioned like or my mom was talking to me about it and like I just casually mentioned it and I was like, Yeah, it's super cool. Like we're gonna go down to Mexico next week. She's like, Wait, you really? <laughs> Hell yeah, like you kidding me? Like <laughs> She's like, you're going to go down there and like, get your bike stolen and all this? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, it's going to be sick. Like, we weren't joking about it. And like, yeah. Yeah, everybody was everybody was skeptical on my end of the family and then just right. came back. And they're like, how was it? I was like, it was one of the greatest fucking weekends ever. Yeah. It's just so cool. Um, You know, we, we we had security. You know, we had, you know, guys walking around, stuff like that. Um, oh, really? I didn't oh, yeah. know Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just plain clothes guys just walking around, you know, because... There's a lot of expensive bikes on there, dude. Oh, hell you know yeah. what I mean? So we want to make sure that uh, security, safety for people was was like a top priority for me. Definitely. You know, um, you, and just people being just happy and stoked and not worrying about stuff. You know what I mean? Like oh, having yeah. the kids, run, you know, there was a bunch of kids running around. There were people who were like riding the horses and, yeah. you know, uh, I, there was a, a, a husband and wife. Um, they got there on Friday and they wanted a pre-ride, and they had nobody to take care of the kids, right? They're like, hey, we got to go pre-ride. So I was like, you know what? I'll take care of them. I'll go get you guys signed up, you know, register, you know, with uh, with Oscar and uh, their camping spot or whatever. And I told the kids, hey, man, just 
don't get hurt. You know, your parents are out there riding, you know, they're out there pre-riding, don't get hurt, you know. And they came back and they're like, cool. You know, usually we don't bring the kids around. It's usually, they, they told me, usually like, you know, the wife goes or the husband goes and rides. Yeah. So, yeah, time. so they, it's very rare that they ride together. So, they, you know, they're pretty stoked about that. And, I, you know, for me it was like, all right, cool. You know, we're doing our part to get people stoked on coming down to Baja. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, race day, I think, you know, we have to work on some stuff for sure. Um, you know, just first race hiccups you know oh, we, we yeah. gotta we gotta we gotta sort some stuff out but the shuttles the shuttles work super well yeah for for how everybody for how everybody was finishing and the fact that we only had like a couple really big shuttles as opposed to like a bunch of small trucks and it was kind of like okay we got to have everybody on one of these like that that worked surprisingly well that was super good the um yeah the timing and everything that worked super well i think there was that there was that hiccup with um course marking on stage on stage three three and like dude that's such an easy remedy though well but you know what happened what right all i know that happened is like i was one of the first guys down i blew that fucking corner and i'm like five seconds like past the corner i'm like in my head i'm like do i just not remember this part and like 10 seconds it started to hit me i'm like maybe i went the wrong wrong way and then like 20 seconds in i was like oh jesus christ like i hope it's just me yeah. And then like yeah, and then everybody came down. They're like, What the fuck? I was dude, so, I was So I was this is what happened, out. you know. Um um there was a a people decided to do a land grab on our on our race day on Saturday. What the hell's a land grab? So you know, all that all that was private, was private property. We're racing on private property. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So people decided to stake a claim. It's kinda like uh, the Western days, you know, the wild wild west, like you know, like yeah, I think there's a couple there's movies out there like that where, you know, you're running, I think um um Shit, what's his name? The guy from Top Gun. Um, Tom, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise, yeah. He's, he's, he, Tom Cruise was? Yeah, <laughs> right, sorry. <laughs> Yo, stop drinking, dude. <laughs> so, uh, people, uh, there was an election going on. Uh, so, people, you know, they were promising property to people. So, that's why people started sectioning stuff off. And then, what? And then there was that, that fire, right? So, yeah. people were burning all the, 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 the brush to, to clear their land. Mm-hmm. So, and it got out of hand. So at one point, you know, I, I like I left the the ranch and I went to go see what was going on, and uh, it was on the race course. Dude, there was there was flames on the race course. Oh, what? so you know, um, you know, I made the call and I told Steve Helen like, hey man, we got to shut this this stage down, you know, for the safety of the racers. You know, people oh, were like, yeah. oh dude, like I, I was wanting to race through fire. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, get out of here, dude. Yeah, it's different than going straight evil Knievel and like jumping through something that's set up for it. Yeah. So what happened was people started, you know, all the all the course tape, they started ripping that out of the way. It's, people started stealing the, the course tape to to mark their section of the of the no land. Way. That's what happened. So you know, I talked to Steve about it. Like, hey, you know, this happened. So ultimately, it was, it was my call, and we decided to, you know, kind of do away with stage three. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and people were upset at me. You know, there was the oh, sure. Uh, there's a lot of people that would have done really well with that stage, because um, it favored them. It was kind of like flowy, you know, like rhythmy type of deal yeah, and definitely. and uh um and they would have done well and we took that away and then they went from like i think somebody had like a first and went to like third or fourth or something like that oh really yeah yeah so people were were kind of pissed and you know i tried to explain to them but i didn't want to <clears throat> you know be a dick about stuff you know and it's like hey you know it's like i'm trying to Dude, you can only be so much of a dick about not letting people <laughs> ride through fire right yeah like. i'm thinking about the safety of the racers man you know what i mean like i don't want people getting hurt um, and you know, there was one guy that got hurt, you know, he broke, uh, his broke his collarbone on that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he just came in too hot in one of those one of those uh one of those jumps and and uh things stuffed it into a hole or something and uh you know medics were there right you know we had medics all over the the mountain yeah and so we you know we took him to the hospital um i was there when when they were pulling him out and um you know we took him to the hospital they checked him out and he was like yeah i'm good to go so you know we we picked him up and uh, i think his parents came down to pick him and we're gonna to take him home because the buddy's like dude like he's fine dude we're we're gonna keep partying (laughs) (laughs) seriously dude yeah Yeah, i'm like all right well we'll we'll take care of him you know so we we took them out and, and he was like yeah i'm cool i'm cool i'll just have my mom pick me up or something like that and um that's like that's the other thing too is like People don't really think about it that much. Like, oh, what if you, like, get injured down there? Well, if it's, like, a broken bone or something, you drive an hour and a half and you're back over the border. Yeah. Like, you're, you're set up. You're good to go. Like, Well, you know, we, we, had, a, we, had, four, uh, we had four ambulances and we had medical staff at all the stages. Um, I think for the next one, we're going to have – we're going to probably double it. Okay. You know, I want to have more. I'd rather spend a little more money on, on medical staff than, than be like, oh, shit, you know. But, you know, we had enough we – had, we had more than enough. You know, more than what, what California required, actually. You know, safety is, you know, one of my top priorities. So, and then we, we hooked up with one of the top hospitals in Ensenada. Like, high-end, like, private hospital. So, you know, we had them go there, and they took them out and brought them back. Nice. Um, but other than that, I, I think uh, people were getting hurt on Friday, on practice day. Oh, no way? Yeah. There's one gal that she, she already had a plate on her shoulder. She, re, you know, she rebroke her collarbone. And then, you know, people smashing their faces, you know, like eating shit, you know. I think people were, were really underestimating what Ensenada was about and the I was, trails. I was going to say, yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of people that probably underestimated that course. Yeah. Like, there's people that came and raced it blind, dude. Dude, that's gnarly to me because I had like, <laughs> I had those two, those two, um, the two weekends that we did. Yeah. Plus like a couple runs on Friday practice. And dude, I was still coming into shit and just like, Oh crap! Right, there's like a corner there. Like, oh yeah, this rock garden's super steep. Or like, I gotta bleed speed off. And like, dude, yeah, blind racing. That's uh, it's no joke, yeah, that's dude. Something. Yeah, that's something for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I didn't think that ever. I didn't think that they were gonna do um, do Friday practice. So I think that was that was super cool. The people were able to do that. Yeah. Well, Steve, Steve usually uh, usually they don't allow it. Now yeah. the case, Steve, you know, people are coming down from you know, you know, NorCal, NorCal and stuff like that. You know, it's like, all right, let's open it up. You know, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean overall, I think it was a good, successful event. I think there's a lot of positive that came out of it more than negative. You know, now we know we now we we know what we need to fix. Um, we're gonna fix it, and uh, hopefully next year we we come we come back stronger, and hopefully we get some sponsors behind us. Nice. So um, it's, so it's a for sure thing next year. Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I already I'm a, we're already we're already working on a new, a new trail. So imagine, dude. So you know, uh, my goal is every year you know, have at least one, one new stage built, you know, and then we, so we can rotate around. So people, it's always fresh. It's always something different. Yeah. That's so, you know, cool. you're not like, ah, oh, it's the same trail. Like, no, like, you know, we'll have stage two as like our jewel trail because yeah, that's, gotta, dude, that's a flagship. Yeah. Sitting yeah. At the right. Top, sitting at the top of that thing and just seeing how far you're about to drop and then looking off to the left and just seeing an ocean. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so cool. We got so many, so many cool, uh, so many lifestyle photos at the top of that. Yeah. Thing. Like just, yeah. Dude sitting in the gate, like yeah. Then yeah. you got like you got gate, you got like Ensenada, like downtown Ensenada in the background with like the flag uh-huh. and everything, and then dude just straight straight ocean in the back, like yeah. Like that's the photo, like that is like those are the photos you got to throw up and just be like, dude, look at this, come down here and race. Yeah, like, I mean you know my my long term goal would would be to to have an EWS race down there, you know, mm-hmm. but you know that's like six years, seven years down the line. Yeah, but yeah, um, there's, there's probably got to be a little more. 
a little more trail development for sure. But I mean, they have yeah. the terrain. Oh yeah. They got the terrain. They got the elevation. Like, uh huh. Yeah, the venue. Venue's bitching, dude. But, yeah. Yeah. There's there's quite a there's quite a few <laughs> good puzzle pieces there so far. Yeah. I I think uh, the only way for it to really work out is to to uh, to invest in a chairlift. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll throw, I'll throw out a couple hundred for that. Yeah. Sick. That that'd be the only chairlift in Mexico, dude. I was gonna say, yeah, you know, sure, like seriously, that's that, not even yeah, that's not an exaggeration. No, is no, no, I, that's that, for that's for real, dude. Never even thought about. Yeah, that. that's for real. So uh, your adventures, dude. What what what? Uh, you're always years on the road, dude. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of like if you look if you look at Instagram, you wouldn't think it, but like I got I'm pretty much seven to seven to five almost every day during the week. So uh-huh. when I got when I got all those weekdays booked, I'm in uh, I'm in school still pretty hardcore right now for the next uh, for the next few months till I graduate, and then when I'm not in school during the uh, during the week, I'm at work, and I'll get out during the week. I'll do night rides if I have to during the uh, during the winter season, but culmination of all that is weekends come and i don't know i don't know i just feel a need to uh i feel a need to maximize it need There's so many a need for speed oh 100 percent, dude. Go. I, I don't want to be cheesy as hell and say that so i'm glad you <laughs> yeah. did but but no dude the uh cracking open the second beer here fremont uh fremont street what was this head full of dynamite yeah that's dude? the that's that's like their their hazy collection dude you know so every time that they release a can it's something different you know that's sick the uh so the design on this is sick. It's like straight out of the '60s, right? Just the retro stuff, dude. I'm liking it, dude. Oh, I'm 100 liking about it. That the color, the color choice too. Yeah, Super vibrant. Yep. Yeah, it just that's like that's like marketing right there. You're walking, you're walking by, and you see those colors. And you're like, yeah. You're like, dude, I don't even know what that is, but I want to drink it. Yeah, I, I think that I think for beer, it's like who's got the best, you know, can yeah. display, you know, because you, you know. There's, it, you know, if you use like certain colors, like it kind of gets like lost in the ocean of like, you know, like sand, right? Yeah. Or whatever they see, whatever of just everybody's using the same colors. But it was like you start popping stuff and you're doing something different. It's like, what, wait, that just caught my eye. What is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what's kind of cool about the craft section too, because you, you'll see you'll see a lot more a lot more of that out of like the the craft beers, especially especially like the small batch guys. It yeah. Because mm-hmm. like yeah, it's like you go you go through the regular section and it's like okay, you're gonna have like uh like Pacifico, Budweiser, blah, 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 all those like all those ones, and they're like they're they're not really trying to stand out as much. Yeah. Like it's well, just like oh, you get like thirty of these for freaking four bucks, so who cares? Like <laughs> yeah, these these dudes, I always I always love walking by the uh, the craft beer section and like even just looking at some of the artistry. Yep. Like, dude. Yep. Yeah, it's on. It's on the next level. I love it. Yeah, sometimes you have to go to like a liquor store that has like a good craft beer selection to to find like some of the, like the oddball stuff, you know? Because you, you go to the grocery store, they're gonna have like the mainstream stuff, you know? Oh, of course. You know, they're gonna have. They're not gonna have like you know some of this stuff that we have here because you have to buy so much of it, you know? And and a lot a lot of these guys don't want to sell out, you know? That's why you you look at these cans and you know they have the um, let's see here. Maybe it's on this one. Here, I mean, that's like, it's just like a label right there. Uh, independent, uh, independent craft beer. So mm. like they're like part of association. So they basically they don't want to sell out. You know, like they don't want to be you know owned by Budweiser or yeah, you know Miller Coors or whatever. You know, they're 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 doing their own thing. Keeping it real, dude. That's, Keeping uh, it real. That's, that's increasingly right. that's increasingly uh, well, it's <laughs> decreasingly happening nowadays. It seems like yeah, <laughs> right, right. So uh, a lot of uh, up north uh, road tripping, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, you know, this summer, this summer has been sort of interesting because we had the uh, we had the super wet winter, and what that literally boiled down to for myself at least is, dude, Mammoth Mammoth was closed until pretty much the weekend before last weekend. They almost had no chairs running, mm-hmm. and normally, 
normally come June, you've got you got Mammoth open, and then we'll have um, a couple of our more like local mountains open. Um, not a ton of people ride Mount Baldy, but uh, but when that was a when that was a thing, that was super super good to start doing that. And both of those weren't rideable, so I didn't know what the hell to do, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I got I got some buddies up north, and uh, I've been kind of. I've been continuously, continuously working with them, talking to them on like all their local spots and all those places they go during the summer and some of the more backcountry style riding and, and dude, yeah, I just started, started opening it up. Um, rode like three or four completely different places, like out in the, uh, out in the backcountry in the Sierras in the last like month and a half. Mm-hmm. And dude, it blows my mind. Like I gotta, I gotta work on this skill set. I've got some buddies that are, they're really good. They'll be looking at like, they'll have Google earth open. They'll have trail forks open. They'll have a topo map open, like all this stuff. Be looking at wilderness areas and they'll run through, run through all this stuff and they'll figure out like, okay, cool. I think we could put it together a loop through, through this mountain range or a loop through that mountain range. And we'll like go and do it. And some of the stuff is actually like incredibly good riding. So you guys are like trailblazing? Uh, not necessarily trailblazing. Like, like most of this stuff is either, um, it's already, well, pretty much all the stuff is already there. Some of the stuff goes out into like wilderness areas and stuff okay. like that, but it's, it's trails that are already there that <clears throat> just aren't either super well known or super well traveled. Okay. It might just be super far in the back country. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, well, how, do you, do you pack extra stuff when you do something like that? Like do you like, Hey, you know, just in case, you know, we break down out here, man, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta bring a you know, some kind of emergency blanket, extra food, uh, you know, extra tools. I mean, what do you, what do you bring in when you do those kind of rides where you're like, Hey, if something, something, something goes down, you know, we're going to be out here for, you know, want to be screwed. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'll do uh, I, I haven't done anything super, uh, super crazy, super crazy different. I wouldn't say like, I've got, I've got my general go-to like adventure pack set up. Okay. Like for when we do, uh, when we do like big, big well, let's, 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 let's talk about that. Let's, let's do a, uh, uh, your, your backcountry pack dump. So if we're doing what do you my, got in there? If we're doing my full pack dump, it depends. It depends on the day, but um, my general pack that I'll use if we're doing like if we're doing a big day in like the Santa Ana Mountains. So like I live, I live like right at the base of the Santa Ana, like kind of right by Cook's Corner Luge for mm-hmm. for all those all those of you that ride that trail. I live like really close to there. So so starting like a handful of years ago, me and my buddies would start doing. Uh, we started doing like Santa Ana doubles, where we would start like, or I would start at my house, meet up with everybody, and we go over the mountain onto the riverside onto the riverside side and then take another trail back over and and go back home and that's like a that's a full-on it's like a 10-hour day damn so that was like that's no joke it's yeah it's it's no joke but like when you get when you get back and you're just sitting sitting back on your driveway with a uh, passed out <laughs> i mean yeah passed out yeah not, not sitting laying <laughs> on your driveway with a, with Cake, a, caked with full of sodium crust all over you <laughs> oh yeah 100 dude normally normally the the program on those is immediate shower and then straight to a buffet somewhere okay like, that's that's like half the reason you do it but like so those those would be like the the gnarliest i would pack for because the uh the first one I ever did, actually, I got so annihilated on, and it was totally my fault. I was being, I was being an absolute dumbass. So, so me and my buddy RJ, we did. Um, he met me at the Holy Gym parking lot. So I pedaled, I pedaled over from my house. There's like one small ridge you got to pedal over, and then pedal to the Holy Gym parking lot. And we climbed, we climbed Lower Holy Gym, and then climbed up Main Divide to uh, to Upper Holy Gym. We dropped this trail called Cold Water. Okay. So Cold Water's five miles long. It drops. 4,000 it drops at least 4,000 vertical feet into uh into uh Temescal Temescal Valley I think it is like just south of Corona so we dropped that 
and then we came back over um we came back over indian truck trail which i think that climbs at least like three thousand something like that we either way we climbed over indian truck trail and dropped jaeger mesa and the day total was like it was 51 miles and like 10,006 or 10,700 vertical feet. What? And my dumbass, straight up, I brought four cliff bars, dude. That's it? That's what I brought. Like, I brought a full <laughs> pack, but, like, that was all the food I brought. Damn. So I literally just munched on. And, like, I actually, we actually got to the last ascent. And I was, like, my stomach was so jacked. I took, like, a bite of the last cliff bar and, like, immediately dry heaved. Like, my stomach <laughs> just told me to screw off, dude. Like, it was so bad. And I got, <laughs> Shit, dude. I made it, I made it home and, like, recovery dude recovery is a real thing because i made it home my stomach was so jacked i like couldn't get i couldn't get much food down and i spent the whole next day in bed wow i literally like i think i walked downstairs at like 2 p.m and like walked back upstairs and that was like my movement for the day <laughs> so so i try not to screw myself like that anymore yeah yeah um, so normally if we're doing like a full pack for uh for one of those i'll do i'll do a full water bottle on my bike um about like at least two, at least two full liters of water. I've got a, uh, I've got a hundred ounce pack. I don't know what that turns out to, but I usually fill up my hundred ounce pack. Um, bunch of energy bars. Uh, What's your go-to bar? Tube. Oh my God, dude. That's just a freaking can of worms right there. Um, whatever. Honestly, it's like whatever I get my hands on. There's okay. a, there's a handful of cliff bars that I prefer. So I'll do, um, cause there's some that are pretty nasty. Dude, there's a couple that like, well, or the ones that like you've just had too many of. Yeah. Like at Costco, you could do, uh, you get like the 24 pack and it's like half and half chocolate chip and peanut butter. I straight up cannot eat either of those anymore. I think I've probably eaten like 500 each, like at least. <laughs> so, so that's completely out the door. But there's, there's a couple cliff bars I'll gravitate towards. Um, kind bars are pretty good. And then the, um, the Luna bars. It's the, uh, they used to be, when I was in high school, I remember they were Luna Bars Nutrition for Women, and then they realized they were so freaking delicious that everybody wanted them, because I was eating them back then, and everyone was like, oh, it's Nutrition for Women, so they actually just changed it to, like, Wholesome Nutrition or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those suckers are really good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then I'll usually bring a couple gels. Okay. Because, like, towards the uh, towards the end of the day, usually once I, once I hit a certain fatigue point, for whatever reason, my stomach just starts rejecting solid food, mm. so... There was actually one time me and a couple of buddies, we were doing another one of those doubles and we were sitting at a uh, Santiago peak on the way back. And I was like trying to like, I was trying to take bites of this cliff bar. Cause we've been up there for like 20, 30 minutes, like just kind of watching the sun go down. And I was laying down and they were like, dude, you got to get up. Like we got to drop. And I was like, I don't want to. And I'm like, trying to like, <laughs> I was all like, I was pretty yosted and I'm all trying to like nibble on this cliff bar and it's just not happening. My buddy gives me a, uh, like a freaking. It's like a tangerine cliff shot, one of the ones with like the triple triple caffeine in them. Uh-huh. And he hit me with one of those, and boom, I was like right up. So now I yeah. now I do like a couple of those in there. Okay. And then uh, and then I got my spot tracker always okay. with me, and that's uh, that's that's vital, huh? It's I don't think I actually haven't had to use it like in an emergency before, but but it's just something that's good to have. Yeah, for so, sure, for so. sure. It's just cheap insurance, right? Yeah, exactly. It's okay. like I forget what it is. It's like ten bucks a month or so, and if it's ten bucks a month for however many months, and at some point I blow myself up halfway down Joplin at least I can call and say like send someone and I'm screwed message get me out of here yeah right SOS exactly uh what about tools uh spare tubes I mean what do you I mean what are you bringing I'll normally run um I'll normally run like at least two spare tubes usually because there's somebody else somebody else there that'll blow a tire and and not have a tube go figure yeah so go figure pump two spare tubes um mostly basic stuff I'll keep I'll keep an extra chain link on me um do a derailleur cable and then, and then pretty much I just, I just got my general multi-tool. Okay. Um, 
like with the chain breaker and all that sort of stuff. I got like a like a big big adventure style multi tool. It's just Sierra. Kind of, yeah, yeah, the Sierra bike hitter, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah got my chain, uh, <laughs> Shameless plug. 100%. Oh yeah, I forgot you. You know what's up? You know what's up? Yeah, so I'll, I'll just rock that and uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten uh, I haven't gotten anywhere where that that hasn't made uh, that hasn't gotten me back. Okay. So good. So that's where we are currently. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to work on it though. I'm uh me and potentially one of my buddies i'm uh i'm looking at in the next month doing like a like a few day bike packing trip either uh wow. either colorado trail which i'm heavily leaning towards or potentially uh potentially somewhere in the northern sierras okay and dude that's just on like a whole another level like i thought at first when i was like vaguely kind of starting to like come up with the idea i was like oh yeah i've got like backcountry experience this will be solid and like the more i'm the more i'm setting up for it the more i'm just like oh god like you need a lot of stuff for this so so, so we're working, we're working okay. on that slowly. All right. We're all right. Yeah, th- there's also, there's also these trails down in Baja. It's called the Baja Divide and you can, uh, I think, uh, I've, heard, I think I've heard that name before. Yeah. Baja Divide. Yeah. And, uh, obviously it's not like, you know, big mountain stuff, you know, you're kind of in, in the desert and washes and, you know, but you know, you're on the middle of the desert, you know, and I think it starts in, in TJ or Rosarito or somewhere. And then, uh, you, you go all the way to like Valle de Los Angeles down there. Oh, hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a mission though. It's a mission, but. Uh, also you want to do that like November, somewhere, somewhere before, before summertime, <laughs> cause it gets hot down there. Exactly. Yeah. I would imagine right? so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome though, dude. Uh, I know Sanjay Shambhag, you know, from, uh, from the path. Yeah. Yeah. He does all that stuff, but you know, um, I think he was, he tried to do one not too long ago and like something happened to him and he just like, you know, bailed, you know, which, which happens. Oh yeah. Well that's, you know? dude, that's the thing too. Like you're going, you're going out somewhere and there's there's a million variables and a handful of them are under your control and the majority of them aren't. Mm -hmm. It's just like, and I think that's kind of the fun of it too. Like maybe not all of it, but at least a decent part of it is like going out there and just being like, all right, cool. Well, I got no idea what's going to happen. Like I can't pinpoint what's going to happen a hundred percent over the next two or three days. Right. And dude, I'm crossing my, I'm crossing my fingers and I'm just going to do everything I can and (laughs) and it'll be sick and I'll freaking come home and have, have some good stories either way. Yeah. Either way. Exactly. Yeah, I mean it's uh, uh you just you just never know. You got to be prepared. You know that's why I was asking you about you know what you what you got. You know if you do anything special when you guys are doing this backcountry stuff because you know it's trails that you don't you really don't know. Exactly. You personally, I mean your your buddies might know it, whatever. But you guys are trying to link stuff together to get like a big epic ride in, right? Exactly, and and yeah, some of the stuff like so a couple of spots I've been to have been uh have been guided by buddies that are that are locals or like semi locals and live an hour away and go and ride the stuff all the time, and that's super cool because you got a you got a full-on trail guide but mm-hmm. uh, but one of the ones probably the one that i'm probably the one that it's like most kosher to talk about we did some stuff up past um up by uh china peak the day okay. after the day after the race so sunday me and like five or six buddies all uh all headed out and we hit um i don't remember what the what the first peak was called but the second peak that we that we like almost summited we went like i think like three quarters of the way up to was called kaiser peak and it was like just just a hair like a couple ridges north of China Peak. Okay, so that's so, that's like kind of dropping into Mammoth. Almost, dude. So, and that was actually that was actually the sickest part of that whole ride. Is yeah. Really, so we we climbed up this one trail. It was a uh, it was like a wilderness. It was in the wilderness area, and we got to a um, kind of just we got to like the top of this mountain pass, and then off to uh, off to the right there was an option to go and just hike up this. It's pretty much just like an open hillside, mm-hmm. and one of the guys, one of the guys, let us uh, let us know. He's like, "Yeah, we like we kind of went out here last year, and we just free rode down that hill." Like, I was like, 
dude, we're like up here. We might as well. So we hiked our bikes like another eight or 900 feet up this hill. And we didn't get to the very top of it, <clears throat> but we got to the sick lookout, lookout spot. And at this point we were so far, we were so far up there. We're looking around and all of a sudden, like I'm looking to the, to the East and like, there's this one mountain, like, you know, you go up to mammoth, right. And it's mm-hmm. like that very specific light pumicey color, mm-hmm. like looking around, there's this one Hill, like way the hell off in the distance. That's like that color. And you can see a little black building on top of it. Yeah. I'm like looking out there, I'm like, dude, we're looking at the freaking top of mammoth over there, like 20 miles away. Uh huh. So yeah, we literally, we literally climbed within, uh, yeah. within like, uh, within visual range of it. And like, dude, that, like, we all kind of stopped for a second, like. I like took me and I was like, dude, this is, this is weird. We're like out here. <laughs> <laughs> now all that stuff is, that's all, that's all old, uh, um, like we, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, like forest, um, like forest service. Yeah. Not forest service, but like lumber, right? Like, oh, the, like logging roads, logging roads. Like yeah, 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 exactly. The, um, I think in a couple, in a couple areas it is. The um the area north of China Peak I don't I don't think I don't think it was I don't I don't know the origin of a lot of well because I I know like once trails. once you get past the thing across the the road from China Peak is Huntington Lake yeah so once you get past that you know you you kind of drive up a little bit further north and then it's like a dead end right uh more or less yeah and then I, I think at, at that point you you need like some gnarly four wheel drive to get around you know passing that stuff I know I um I you know doing some little recon but that's that's as far as you can go. Mm-hmm. like in a regular vehicle yeah there's a bunch of there's a bunch of dead ends out there mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not super familiar with the area north of it we pretty much did we drove up to that and then we drove to the uh to the hot springs okay. afterwards which like 15 20 miles doesn't sound like a lot but when you're averaging 20 miles an hour it took us like an hour to get all the way back there damn but but we drove uh we drove around some of those some of those logging roads and yeah dude i would have buried my van in there yeah right. Seventy five psi on all fours, open diff. That thing gets that thing will straight up just bury itself as soon as you get off the road. So, yep, yep. So yeah, that's. Uh, you need like an old, uh, uh, you know, or, or a really good, uh, you know, Jeep or something, some four wheel drive with, you know, ten psi on the tires or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like up. just crawling, dude. Air down, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Down. You know, fully equipped, dude, because you just never know. Oh, for sure. But that's, I mean, dude, having that like having that terrain and that t- that like type of stuff is good because that like that ensures that. That spot's never like if there's something out back there that someone's built or like you got trails or whatever that stuff's never gonna get blown out because you're mm-hmm. not gonna have every single dude coming and coming and blowing it up and riding it. Right, so. right. It's not. It's not like down here in SoCal. It's like everybody knows where all the street good spots are. Exactly. You know, well, and they're all easy to get to for the most part. Too, right. Which is like, which is cool. I think with the, uh, I think with the expansion of mountain biking, like we're definitely gonna need some more trails. But like the fact that it's so easy to, uh, to access a bunch of awesome trails, like. Like yeah, the parks get a little bit more crowded, but it's cool. We got more and more people getting into it, and the yeah. uh, the industry is expanding because of that. And well, I mean, I think now now what's going to happen is is what are they going to do about the e bikes? Because people are still out riding e bikes. Yeah. Uh, whether it's posted or not, they don't care. You know, people are still riding e bikes. Well, yeah, and I mean the thing is too, like most of the places where there's where e bikes aren't allowed, it's like there's not a ton of enforcement. Like, right. Like Aliso, Aliso and Laguna, you got people blasting e bikes all over the place, and like. Like yeah, they're not allowed, but like, even when the rangers are cracking down, how often do you see a ranger? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's not gonna be a lot of crackdown on it. And dude, I'm pretty, I don't know if I'm, hell, I hope I'm allowed to voice my opinion. Um, like, yeah, yeah. Honest, honestly, I think like, I think, I think it's cool. Like, like if I was gonna get my dad into into riding or something like that, like, dude, hell yeah, jump on an e bike. But 
I think like my only issue with it is like, dude, let them let them ride wherever, but it's just like we gotta have some sort of either like basic training or like some sort of just like I don't okay, let me put it this way. I don't want to be coming down San Juan going twenty five miles an hour and getting to a head on with the dude that's going fifteen miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Like there's just like something there's I, I think there's some uh, aspect to it. It just doesn't sound I, I, I don't I forgot who I was talking to about about uh like making certain trails like downhill trails like mm-hmm. if you go to oaks uh cactus Dude, that's that's yeah. that's only a downhill trail yeah yucca is only a downhill trail mm-hmm. uh hawk you know downhill. only then, downhill and then you got only uphill trails like you got say like dude make, coach uh, whip yeah make coach whip and uh what's the one coming out of anheim hills like coach whip and deer and yep. uh like the the shoots like the yeah you know. got mountain goat you got shoots yeah, yeah you got all that stuff so i mean you know um it's just i don't know man it's tough dude it's tough um oh, definitely uh, you know, are you so? Are you allowed back on the on the OC Park stuff? I mean, is that I got, is that is that over? Or what, I mean, what are you, are you still on restriction or what's going on? I got a what is it the eighth? I've got I got like a little less than a month till I'm back in. Really? Yeah, that's exciting. Be, yeah, it's super, dude. It's super exciting. And like, and to be honest, I'm I'm kind of an asshole. I uh, I was given an opportunity. I was given an opportunity probably back in like November, December, to go and do. Uh, to go like to go attend like at least one trail work day out there and try and use uh try and use some of my influence to get some people out there and do that sort of stuff and like dude zero bad intentions on my part but i just never got around to it because i was traveling every single weekend and every weekend that i had completely open i was like hey i want to go out to want to go out to bootleg want to go out and ride like santa cruz want to go up to slow whatever and i mm-hmm. have all these places i'm checking off my list so i like fully i fully had the opportunity to make things good i was i was talking to uh to the head ranger out there him and i had a good amicable relationship and like a hundred percent like if i had pursued it i i could have had that band lifted and probably still could but like just every single weekend that i was that i was out and available or whatever i'm like dude i gotta go up to santa barbara this weekend like i got saturday sunday open and nobody needs me to be here or whatever like, yeah that's where i'm going and, like, <laughs> so, see yeah, ya yeah like it wasn't like i just ended up missing a bunch of those days so no bad, uh, no bad intentions. Like I've done, I, I don't feel too terrible. I've done like a little bit of trail work on luge recently. And, uh, yeah, me too. Heard, yeah. Yeah. I heard, huh? Yeah. And it's dude. And guess what? It is still freaking overgrown. Like no I'm kidding. Still, oh yeah, dude. The full, uh, well, it's okay. It's not bad. It's a hell of a lot better than it was. But like, I remember, I think the hoppy trails guys did that like first session back in May. And then we did the lower part. And then you guys went out a couple weeks after, cause after mm-hmm. we did the lower part, it started getting overgrown in like two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's been two or three more um, assaults on it. And like, yeah, straight up, we wrote it like last Tuesday or wrote it on Tuesday. And there was still like, there were two parts where like I got bushwhacked in the face. I'm like, how did this shit keep growing, dude? Like, yeah. It's mustard, right? Yeah, exactly. Mustard. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, well, during the summer, it turns into that just dry, light brown, sticky, not like, not literally sticky, like it sticks to your fingers, but like literally just rigid sticks that mm-hmm. like, dude, that snap when you like snap when you hit them and. Dude, well, so, somebody somebody got snagged like they grabbed their bars or something and went over the bars and got jacked up or something oh, on oh. on uh, on uh, on luge. Dude. Yeah, I don't know if he broke his collarbone or something happened, but you know what it is, dude. Like we need more people to come and help do trail work. Mm-hmm. Um, not just when you're doing trail work. Oh, dude, thanks for 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 you know cleaning the trail up. Yeah. Like, uh, well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, what you know, next time you come out and help. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, totally. it just 
but it, it's awesome that community gets together and and you know and, and you know for one weekend or for you know one day goes out and, and you know cleans trail because oh, you know we sure. all use it right well and if but, you had if you had even like a even a moderate number of people that shit goes by fast dude like when we did when we did the bottom half i think we only had do we had like six or seven dudes like we didn't have a we didn't have a big group of people and then like two and a half hours we had that we had that whole bottom half like dialed yeah like maybe three hours maybe mm-hmm. three hours so like if you get if you got 15 people dude you could just mow down that whole trail in like yep. a couple hours yeah i mean uh i haven't ridden illusion in a while um but i have my event coming up october 12th hold on illusion do, you ride, Bruce? do you ride that do you ride that thing on your cross bike no 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 okay i was about no. to be really impressed dude no no I mean, I could probably ride to like the flag and, and then got to turn back around. Which <laughs> <laughs> is not, not enjoyable. Yeah, there. no, no. I, you know, I've just been putting in miles, but um, you know, I, I was talking to the, the the assistant or the guy the guy's in charge of like the luge or whatever. I go, hey, you know, we got an event coming up, October twelfth. You know, luge and bruise. You know, I want to you know, shameless do, plug. Shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> I want to do my part, you know, and help out. So he goes, all right, come out. And Tony was there, and Ak was there, and I forgot. Who else was there? But you know, my buddy, my buddy Jason showed up. I remember, and I think he might have had a couple, couple of his homies with him. Okay, it sounded like there was a pretty decent group. Yeah, of dudes. yeah. I, I brought like uh, my go-to tool is a McLeod, dude. I have this uh, um, um, Ron Jansen. He's a fireman. Mm-hmm. He, he he hooked me up with, with this McLeod that he, you know that they use. You know, the fire department uses. It's like a custom one. He you know kind of cut it. You know, kind of cut. Bro. Yeah, dude. And I, dude, I I like I'm like whacking stuff with it. You know, because it's you know it's like the fireman use it. You know, so I'm like just knocking shit down dude i'm like yeah. you know what this is like that's what it's for some dude with big old muscle swings this thing around that means i can't <laughs> yeah, exactly dude so that, that's kind of like my go-to tool man it, you know use it as a shovel use it as a, a rake whatever man you know that's the tool that i like to use when, when i go do some trail work it's just in the cloud but uh so what's up with this new bike man dude so i don't know man so so many <laughs> things it's been dude it's been a it's been an awesome ride um so uh it was felt, right? You were on felt. I was on felt. And then they got they got absorbed by by Rosie. Rosie so, Yeah, so about so a year and a half ago, actually like pretty much right after I got on felt, like not too long after, uh Rosie and all bought them out. And they didn't really they didn't do anything at least at least for me, they didn't do anything noticeable with them for for about a year or so. But um so yeah, this year Rosignal took over uh took over the the mountain pi- the mountain biking program as far as like the all mountain riders and the enduro stuff and the uh the more aggressive style of bikes mm-hmm. so the bikes are all still felt bicycles but Rosignal took over everything that was 140 millimeters of rear travel and up okay so, so they're so they're branding all of the um all the longer travel bikes as theirs now okay and but nothing it, nothing's changed right the there you know the the suspension layout everything's the same right Exactly. It's just it's just the name name change. Exactly. So the bike the bikes that are being produced are felts. Um, there's a couple prototypes that are out right now, and they're uh, they're still felt developed, but they're going to be uh, they're going to be released as Rosignols. Okay. Essentially. So yeah, they've got um, the the two all mountain bikes that they already had previously. Um, the 140 and the 165 mil travel bike are now branded as Rosignols, and then there's a uh, there's a 29er uh, medium travel medium long travel 29er on the horizon as well okay and uh and yeah it was actually it, it was actually pretty cool it worked out uh it worked out to to my benefit this year um so originally felt was uh originally felt was heading up the uh the program that i was on with uh with along with a handful of my homies um the felt dirt riders mm-hmm. and that was what we were running the entire pretty much the entire 2018 season 
and that that ended at the very end of 2018 and then from there Rosignol which um was just starting to uh just starting to make moves and and kind of move into managing the long travel mountain bikes they took over on that program and there were some really cool things that came out of it actually i think uh being a larger brand Rosignol definitely has a little bit more influence and they're able to uh they're able to put in a little bit more mm-hmm. to a program like that so so for myself i ended up the uh the two frames that i'm on this year we finalized everything and i'm talking to my sponsorship guy and he's like cool cool like here's what here's what we need you to do here's what we're going to be doing like get it all dialed in at the end of our uh the end of our meeting he's like okay so one of the things we're going to do is i'm going to set you up with the art director this year and you and him could just go wild do whatever you want but we're going to custom paint your frames dope so yeah exactly like not not something i was expecting honestly not something i ever thought i would have access to mm-hmm. like yeah i was i was like pretty blown away I'm, exactly what you said i'm like dude this like dope this is going to be ridiculous yeah so so here's the hang up though so like dude i am not artistic whatsoever <laughs> dude like i can't draw a freaking stick figure to save my life so so i'm like i'm hitting up like all these buddies i think i put i put something out on instagram like yo what should my next bike colors be and like got a actually got like quite a few good replies from that and I'm like hitting up my buddies who are more artistic and they're like, they're asking me all these questions and like, dude, I'm not even artistic enough to answer the freaking questions they were asking me. <laughs> yeah. They're like, like, oh, so like, what are your two favorite primary colors? And like, what do you gravitate towards as far as like simplicity of designs? And I'm like, uh, dude, I don't know. I see some cool stuff and I like it and I see some not cool stuff and I don't like it. Like I can't, I can't even help you help me right now. <laughs> so, so I struggled with it for a, uh, for a couple, probably a couple weeks or so. And the, um, the art director was super cool. he he shot me some ideas and kind of just let me know like, Hey, tell me what you want as, as even as vaguely as possible. And I'll like, and I'll shoot you some stuff and we'll see if you like it. Mm -hmm. So my, where I ended up on, and I was actually like, I was actually pretty, I was actually pretty stoked on it. Not only the finished product, but I was like, I was pretty confident where I ended up on. So, so I've been, I've always been an American. uh, I haven't always been, I'm, I'm definitely more of an American car guy. Mm. Like I'm, I'm much more about large displacement, naturally aspirated V8s versus little turbo four bangers and stuff like that. But when I was a kid, I used to play a lot of Need for Speed. Okay. And uh, like the games that were coming out when I was a kid, it was like Need for Speed Underground and uh, Underground Two, and you had all these, all these little Japanese tuner cars. Mm-hmm. So, so I was all stoked on that when I was younger. Like I wanted a, like I wanted a Super or a Skyline or whatever when I grew up. So, so I was kind of just like going through some ideas. And I knew I wanted, I knew I wanted something that was going to stand out, but wasn't going to be like blatantly bright and Mm -hmm. obnoxious. And I started looking and I came up with the, um, so the, the late nineties and early two thousands, uh, Nissan Skyline GTRs, the R33. And I think the R34 as well, they had a, um, they had a, I think it was a special edition, but they had an option where you could get it in this color. It was like a midnight purple Mm. and it's like a super dark purple. Like if you were looking at it, if you were looking at it like anywhere other than like super bright, broad daylight, it would almost look black. Mm. But if you looked close, it was kind of like this deep, like just super gorgeous purple color. So, so I came up with that idea and, um, that's what I wanted the primary color to be. And then, and then I just went like super stupid on the other end. And I was like, just, I just typed in like midnight purple cars and there was this obnoxious Lamborghini that had like that midnight purple. Mm -hmm. And it was just speckled with like bright, like burnt orange stripes and I was like, oh, okay, like I could I could see this happening. Yeah. So so that started coming to fruition. 
I told the uh, I told the art director more or less what I wanted, like pretty much even with like photos of like all those skylines. I'm like, okay, that's what I want as a primary color, and then let's do some like some stripes or like some sort of just like splash of secondary color. It's gonna be this burnt orange, and he sent me something, and I was like, okay, I want to go darker on the purple. And he sent it to me again. I'm like, I want to go darker on the purple. And he sent it to me again. And finally, I'm looking at. It, I'm like, all right, cool. I think that's dark enough. Mm-hmm. So pull the trigger on the design. Um, he shoots he shoots it over to me. And I'm like, okay, I think this is like, I think this is going to be good. And then for the other bike, I just decided to do the exact same design, exact same stripes, everything, but just reverse the colors. Okay. So you got burnt orange and then the, uh, the per the midnight purple is a secondary color. Mm-hmm. So that trigger gets pulled, um, in between there, they tell me that the frames are all going to be delayed for not only myself, but for like all my other teammates too, because apparently my design that I settled on was such a pain in the ass and actually delayed it. Damn. So, that's yeah. going, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. going Zach. <laughs> so that was like kind of an offset, but pretty, pretty fun. So, so that all happens. The frames come in. Uh, my sponsorship guy shoots me a, uh, shoots me a photo on his phone. The frame is like bright freaking purple. Like it is super loud. And I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, Oh my God, that is so much brighter than I wanted like like dang like it's it's super awesome i'm stoked on it but like dude this is like this is like bad bright and it comes in and i'm (laughs) like i'm like dude this is gonna be like just look like i'm trying to get a bunch of attention and like it's this freaking bright purple thing i pick it up and like phone phone photo is off dude perfect color oh really it came out it could not have came out better it's a little (laughs) brighter than i thought than i thought i wanted but uh but dude it came out like it came out awesome it looks sick sick and uh and also in the middle of that Wow, I almost forgot to mention like the probably one of the more prominent parts. At the uh, at the expense of seeming like a total douchebag, I got my face put on both <laughs> yeah. of the frames. No, so, that's not douchebaggy at all. <laughs> I like see like I figured like I figured for myself, I didn't think it was super bad, but I was like in the back of my head, I'm like, dude, that could be perceived as like super, super freaking like that could be like way too over the top ridiculous. And I came to the conclusion, I'm like, dude. I'm probably only going to have bikes custom painted for me once. Like you don't get this opportunity. Might ever. as well. Yeah. I was like, dude, six or seven years down the line, it's going to be so much sicker and funnier to like tell my buddies like, Oh yeah. Like the bike I had on my, like the bike I had with my face on it. Yeah. Like it'll just, I'm like, <laughs> dude, if nothing else, it'll be a good story. And, like I had, um, I had, so it was Nate, Nate from the bike company, the, uh, the manager of bike co he originally made those, uh, those stickers mm-hmm. with my face on it. Yep. When, um, when I originally got banned and there was all the, the upheaval mm-hmm. about that. I, I'm going to say like upheaval with the uh, air quotes. quotes. Yeah. With air quotes around it. Yeah. But, uh, so, so he had that design and I, I hit him up. I was like, dude, here's what I'm doing. Could you send me like the, uh, the Adobe file for it so I could forward it to my dude. And yeah, and he shot it over. So I got the same exact design nice. on the top two nice. both of those bikes. What's the, what's the, what's the, what is, what is the bike called? Um, so, so they're both Rosignols. Yeah. But the, like the, um, like the model or whatever. So the model, um, so both of them, I, so, okay, so here's the deal. I was originally, <laughs> I was originally told not too long after I got those bikes, not to say anything about the model names cause they were going to change them okay. potentially. Um, I don't know what they're going to, they're going to end up as, but I've got, one of them was called the, uh, the heretic and then one was called the myth okay. and they're both considered prototypes. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what the actual names are going to be, but okay. essentially the heretic is, um, it's 165 mil travel rear, 170 front, big bike, big bike. Yeah. 27, five inch wheels. So it's not like stupid big but mm-hmm. but yeah so that that one i got built out as my park bike um coil fork up front coil shock in the rear i got downhill wheels on it i've got double down casings on it like the thing is not light and it's freaking awesome like it mm. just plows 
So, so that one I got kind of more set up as like my, uh, my park bike or like if we're going to go ride some, some steep chunky hitters or something like that one day, that's, that's what that thing's for. Okay. And then the, um, the other one, it's a 29 that's currently in development. Um, slack, slack, aggressive geometry, medium travel. So like the one I'm on right now, it's 145 in the rear. Okay. I, I say that cause Long travel, long travel. Twenty nine used to be like one forty, one thirty five, and now you got ones that are like up to one seventy. So I feel like it's somewhere in between. Okay. So it's one forty five in the rear, one fifty up front. That's a big and, bike, uh, dude. It's a big ish bike, but they've got it paired. The um, the rear suspension leans on the side of Poppy and Spry versus versus like super planted and aggressive. Mm. So I've got that one built up as my uh, that's kind of my adventure bike now. Okay. So it's not it's not like a straight cross country bike, but I've got a. I've got lighter weight tires on it, and I got some some middle of the road. Um, instead of going with the, the ride fast mainline wheels, which are the downhill ones I normally go, um, mm-hmm. I sent the uh, I sent the hot lines on the on that one. Okay. So it's a thirty mil internal width. It's a little bit little bit narrower, a little bit lighter. Mm. And uh, that one I built up. That one's built up more as like my all mountain bike. So when we're going and doing those like uh, those adventures back in the Sierras and stuff yeah. like that, I'll bring that thing because it's just it's super poppy. It's like not necessarily the bike that you would want to like want to go to whistle with or something, mm-hmm. but for like a big long day in the saddle, it's just like it's super super fun on trails that aren't crazy like aren't crazy steep or a little bit flatter and like yeah. way more way more poppy, way more spry, pedals super fast. Do, do you know what the plans are for the company? I mean, are they gonna they're gonna go full on like enduro race team? They're gonna um, they're gonna bring out some more models. You know, what's the plan for the with, with the brand? I don't know. Um, you know what? I don't know exactly where they're uh, where they're heading with it. The the details I do know. Um, obviously, so Rozzy's already they're already in all over the place with ski resorts, mm-hmm. and they've got um, like you've got Rosignol rental equipment all over the all over the U.S. and I think all over Europe too. I think they're even bigger in Europe potentially, and so they've already tapped into those markets. So I think what they're going to start doing is start uh, start providing like demo bikes mm-hmm. for uh, for ski for ski resorts and stuff like that. And then I think they're going to try and grow the felt brand too. Okay. So. Cause I mean, like I'll be a hundred percent honest. You think felt right. And you, you normally think like, Oh, those guys used to do BMX and now they're known for, for road bikes and tri bikes and crit bikes. And mm-hmm. they make super bitch and XC bikes, but you don't normally hear felt and think like of some dude skidding down a vertical rock face and nope. And yeah. And like Laguna or whatever, just hitting some super gnarly stuff or like just smashing North star trails or whatever. So I think some of the, uh, some of the ideology there too is, Felt's got some super bitching all mountain bikes out now. Like the one that, uh, the one that I was riding last year, the compulsion, that bike, that bike blew me away. It made the bike. Like when I had the test version of that bike, I rode it and then I was like, fuck, well, I don't want to ride my normal bike anymore that I own. Mm-hmm. So they got some cool stuff going. And I, I think they didn't really, uh, they've never really captured the market before. So I think that name change is going to bring a little bit of a different, uh, it's gonna bring like a little bit of a different, a uh, little bit of a different vibe, and definitely a different, uh, different image to mind. Okay. When you're talking about those bikes. Yeah. So I think they're just trying to trying to kind of do it from the marketing standpoint because they got some super cool bikes that I think might have been overlooked last year. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, they're just trying to get them out there. So uh, like the 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 suspend the the suspension platform that's all gonna stay the same. They're not gonna like redo anything. It's yeah, suspension. Well, suspension platforms they use different ones across different models. Okay. But across each of those models, they should stay the same. Okay. Because it's still felt engineered. Mm-hmm. Um, so like on the uh, on the compulsion, that's the uh, the long travel bike. They use the uh, the equ- the Equalink, mm-hmm. which this year is, it's almost a blend of uh, of like a horse link and a DW link bike. So I like got, that. Yeah, it's uh, 
trust me, I do too. That's where yeah. I'm stoked on. <laughs> that's that's when they threw me the bike, and I was like, yeah. okay, like make it happen. I want to ride one of these next year. So yeah, it's kind of a. Um, so you got the the two the two co-rotating links, uh, upper and lower that both rotate in the same direction, much like a DW or even like a Giant, uh, like the Maestro suspension. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a uh, a horse pivot. So it's got a pivot just in front of and below the rear axle. Okay. So it's like a blend of both, and uh, and then they've got the uh, the equal link as well. So there's that wishbone that runs between the upper and lower links and mm-hmm. uh, allows them to tune allows them to tune the leverage ratio and the uh, and actually get the uh, braking characteristics out of there as well. So mm-hmm. it doesn't get brake jack or anything like that. And um, they're gonna keep that consistent along along that model because that's that's probably the most the most compliant suspension system i've ridden so far and i think they're really stoked on that mm-hmm. and then the other models they're doing uh they're doing it's a four bar single pivot with a uh with a flex stay so the seat stay actually has a little bit of uh, a little bit of flex designed into it mm. and those bikes aren't as compliant as the um as the equaling bikes but they're super snappy and super spry which i think for for what they're supposed to be yeah makes sense okay so like my 145 bike definitely Compared to the 165, well, yeah, it doesn't bomb through Rock Gardens as well. But like, if I'm doing, um, if I'm doing Luge or like uh, San Clemente single tracks, or if you're riding like Whiting Ranch or something like that, where yeah. it's a little flatter, you take two pedal strokes and the thing super, goes. Yeah, super quick up to speed. Or um, if you're pumping it or like trying to boost, like boost it and like make like make some trail double that you're looking at, mm-hmm. super poppy and super spry. So they're gonna they're gonna stay with that on those, and I think I think it makes sense for it. Mm, okay. So yeah, it's some it's some cool stuff. I've been I've been really stoked on the 29 to be honest, just because I was using the uh, I had that compulsion all last year, and it's it's a six and a half travel inch travel bike with. Uh, downhill wheels and aggressive tires on it and like i was doing all my backcountry rides on that just kind of got used to it like i wasn't complaining about it but then i got a light 29 and i'm like dude i could go faster uphill and i could plow more miles on this yeah so like this yeah this last summer in addition to mammoth being closed i guess that helped but like doing all that backcountry stuff i was super stoked on because it was just nice. like oh now i've got a bike i've got a bike that pedals like a motherfucker mm-hmm. and like when you got something like that, you just want to go and do like do the sort of stuff that it complements. Yeah, so. exactly. So yeah, dude, it's been that's it's rad. Been good. <laughs> so I mean, what's what's next on your lineup? What what do you got? What do you got on the horizon for uh, for your next adventure? You got something big planned besides the uh, the bike packing deal? Um, I mean, is that is the bike packing going to happen this year or or, or next year? What's what's your plan? It'll be it'll be this year. I'm okay. I'm shooting. Um, I'm waiting to hear on one of my buddies if he's going to be able to make it or not. Regardless, I'm going to do it probably within the next month or so. Um. I gra- so I'm graduating in uh, like the first week of December, and after that it's like cool. I'm gonna be working working full time and like doing some pretty pretty serious stuff. Not able to get time off as easily, so mm-hmm. I want to make that into like a week long trip. So if it's okay. if it ends up being like Northern Sierras, I wanna I wanna do that. Make that like a two or three day thing, and then go out and probably hit like North Star or Tahoe. Do some do some stuff up there, mm-hmm. or um, if it's Colorado. If it ends up being Colorado, I've got like a pretty pretty solid plan lined up for there. So so that trip would actually be drive into uh, drive into Durango, and then you could take the train up to Silverton, which is like, oh man, if anyone here from Colorado is listening to this, they're gonna know I'm wrong. But like, I think it's about like as a bird flies, like 40, 40 or fifty miles north to uh, Silverton. You can take the train there from Durango. So I drive into Durango take the train to Silverton and then ride the Colorado trail from Silverton down into Durango. So that's like, 
It's like 70, I think it's 74 or 76 miles. Damn. Or something like that. Yeah. At so elevation. At elevation. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to map that out conservatively, but I think it'd be, it'd be a two, two or maybe three day trip. So either way, ride, ride that portion of the Colorado trail, which has some insanely good single track. Wow. Um, do that, drop down into Durango and then, and then I would try to have at least like three or four other days where I could just go and ride some bike parks up in the area or go ride some of the, uh, some of the local stuff. Sick. Yeah. So I'm trying, I'm trying to do one last big one before, uh, before I graduate and it turns yeah. into like just weekend trips for a little while. Right. Right. Cause, cause yeah, that's been, that's been, that's been a weird <laughs> change from when I was in like community college and I could just take a, uh, like working at the bike shop, I could take a week and a half off or whatever. Mm hmm go to Crankworks and hit a bunch of places on the way up and down or yeah. go out to Colorado for a week or stuff like yep. that. Yep. So. Now, now, now you got to put your big boy pants on and you got full-time work and, mm -hmm. you know, you're still at the Ford, at the Ford dealership, right? I am, yeah. Okay. So is, is that going to be like your long-term goal, uh, just stay like, you know, kind of progress from there? Yeah, that's 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 where I'm going to be. That's what I'm going to be doing at least for the next couple of years. Okay. Um, I got to get uh, – I have two more uh, – two more certifications I got to get until I'm fully graduated. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I want to stay there. I want to stay there at least a little while so I can get some, uh, get some experience. And if I want to, if I want to move somewhere else or do something else like that, at least I'll be able to say like, cool, I've got four or five years shop experience and I could go and hit up another Ford dealership, do something like that. But for right now, that's, that's where I'm going to be, uh, where I'm going to be seated at. You, you, you plan on getting some like these are certifications? Uh, I've got, so like, if I pass my test, I'll have my diesel certification on Monday. Okay. So I've got um, I've got diesel uh, like base engine diesel certification right now, and then I'm working on a uh, diesel engine performance. That's like the class we're in currently. Mm -hmm. So I want to I want to do a couple of those, dude. I'll be a hundred percent honest. I don't want to work on diesels like like <laughs> full on. Like I'm doing uh, I'm specializing in uh, quick service and uh, engine performance. Quick service being mostly uh, like electrical and all of the uh, all the computer modules and uh electronics that operate in your car mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of where i want to land okay Dude, the diesels are so cool but like oh my god i pop one of those hoods and i'm like like your your average car nowadays has like has an insane number of sensors mm -hmm. there's so much like there's so much that you're looking at when you're looking at all the uh like the parameter identifications if you got an issue and you're like looking at every single sensor and what it's putting out and what's going on and then you throw the diesels into that like you're saying your dad's uh like your dad's new truck Oh my god, dude! It's just like it is <laughs> like it's got to be double or double or triple what you're looking at. Normally. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, maybe Man. maybe one day, but like at at the moment, I'm like I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked on what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Zach, I appreciate you coming back into the studio, talking story with us, man, and. Uh, Hopefully, uh, uh, you'll be able to uh, come back down for another Bike Fest 2020. Oh, I'm there, dude. And uh, straight up, can I sign up right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll straight up, give me your money right now. <laughs> we're gonna, uh, we gotta work on our new video. So uh, we got a new trail that we're working on, and so I wanna, I wanna get that going. Uh, you know, right now we're we're forecasting it to be about, um, I don't know, like an eight ten minute stage. Nice, dude. So um, we're, our goal is to try to get it done by December. So uh, we're gonna start, you know recruiting heavily some volunteers and that's one of the things i'm trying to work with horsepower is uh um, them offering um rooms free rooms and food and, and beer and stuff like that for all the volunteers so it's an incentive for people to come down and be like all right cool i'll spend a weekend down here but i'm taking care of you know what i mean and, and you know and we'll, we'll jump in some razors and we'll go and do some trail work you know for the day and, and come back and eat dinner and hang out by the pool with the fireplace whatever and uh 
uh, just chill out, you know, and, and then next morning go home. Dude, I would do that without so. you paying me. <laughs> so. so that's the plan, dude. So, that sounds sick, dude. Zach, I appreciate you coming back in, man. Hey, where, where can people uh, find you on? Your, um, find your adventures and uh, all your shenanigans that you get going on. I mean, pretty much all my shenanigans right now I got going on. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be Instagram. Um, Instagram handle. It's not super easy, but I think I can get it across. It's Z and then an underscore W five A's and a Z. So it's Z. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna say it. Z Waz. Z Waz. That's right. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm. That's where I'm putting up all my stuff on. Um, I'm looking at and thinking about trying to do some sort of blog, uh, some sort of blog format for it. But I think uh, you should, especially with all the adventures. You have to. You have to document it, man. Exactly, and that's, dude. I think that's that's kind of important. I gotta work on that too, because like right now. There's so many details I'll forget where, like, a year later, some dude will be like, oh, remember on this ride we did this? And I'm like, what? Holy crap, you're right. We did do that. I forgot about it. I just remember from, like, the 14 photos I took or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'd be awesome to document it and uh, you just have it for memories for a feature. Dude, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's totally a selfish thing. Totally for myself. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that, man. All right, brother, thanks for coming in. Another episode of Beyond the Bike. Big Loop out. Thanks for having me, man. Summer against the wind